I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What a save from Mark Howard. How are we doing? Thank you very much. It's great to be here. You know, the last time I must have uh, seen you was actually playing football for Bolton. And your season getting us promoted in League One was probably some of the best memories I've had as a Bolton fan. You know, not everyone's going to like you, but the most it's a really fun job to have and to do that with my dad especially. is I never really cared in school. I used to get in trouble all the time. Getting in late to form, I'd go to a Tuesday night game like Chelsea Champions League night. Well, actually, I, I started early with pranks. It was FIFA content first. People don't talk about it enough. Like, you, it's, a, it's the worst addiction you can have. And don't get me wrong, I was part of it. Then we had a really like tough year in the championship, quite toxic, I would say. Wait, I, I can't believe it that during a pitch invasion, they, they what, fans were running on the pitch from all you sides know, and they just grabbed you and said, come down. That's, the lit- that's awful. That's, these are the things you don't hear about. That second goal really frustrated me because I, re- I, I had a good feeling that we'd be able to do it. I trained with Bolton as a goalkeeper. There, there was a, a lot of memes going around. They, they were good with that. Yeah, Jermaine yeah, Defoe, yeah. Rio Ferdinand, they all played in it and stuff. He's mad. He can just handle pressure better yeah. than anyone else. But they honestly, they look like they look like gloves you'd find in the kitchen. That's my first first glove review. Yeah. If Speed said tomorrow, yeah, let's bo- have a boxing match, I'm saying yes. What a save from Mark Howard. Right, so episode two, I have an amazing guest on. He's absolute smashing it on the podcast and vlog scene with over one million subscribers on YouTube. Please welcome Fogden. How are we doing? Amazing. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Can't thank you enough for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. I know the last time I must have uh, seen you was actually playing football for Bolton. That's crazy to think yeah, that. Yeah, Especially and during that season as well of like staying oh. up in the last minute. It was probably the last time you ever seen me kick a ball, get a, a third party assist to help the club stay up. Uh, absolutely. And, and your season getting us promoted in League One was probably some of the best memories I've had as a Bolton fan because I didn't get to see like the, the best years of us in the Premier League and... European runs, but that League One season was just so consistent. Can't lie, it was amazing to have you there. Yeah, so we were an experienced team. That yeah. Just literally, we could steamroll the teams physically. Yeah. And, and just set pieces. Let, let's put it back. What season are we talking about here? What, 17, 18. What? His knowledge is better than mine oh, at this sort of stuff. Well, I had to check that stat to be <laughs> fair before coming on. Not everyone would say that, but I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's good fun. Like, you talk about football, it's the dream, right? So to be able to turn that into a job where you post videos, you know, not everyone's going to like you, but the most, it's a really fun job to have. And to do that with my dad, especially, is, uh, yeah. It's a, One million so subscribers is massive. Oh, mate. it's been such a grind. Like, eight years in the making, going through school, like, found it tough many people when I started my channel questioned it you know what why are you wasting your time on that and uh in school it was just difficult not everyone approved of you shall we say and I just kept grinding it out and then I must have been about 13 years old I can't remember the year but that was when I started the channel and since then I've just been working at it and at the beginning it was really tough like you'd you'd upload a video do poor and no one would watch it and you just think what's the point what's the point like 
I, I just don't see the motivation to continue to post videos anymore. But eventually it got going and I kept it up and I was more focused on that than anything else. I never did homework. I never really cared in school. I used to get in trouble all the time, getting in late to form. I'd go to a Tuesday night game, like Chelsea Champions League night. Like my mate would invite me, I'd make a video. I'd be editing it at night to like 1 a.m. getting up and I'd have to be on an 8.20 train and I'd just miss it for another one and I'd miss form and then I'd get Saturday detentions and all sorts. It was a howler, but it was all towards the channel. That was my priority. I didn't want anything to get in the way of it. That's amazing though, but your enthusiasm that you had, even from like day one was evident for everyone to see. And I think that's why you've gone from strength to strength and you've gained in the numbers because everyone... Not just your knowledge is brilliant, but your enthusiasm for what you do has been like a beacon for everyone else. No, oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I, I enjoy the most, just entertaining, making videos where people have 10, 15, 20 minutes of their day where they're going to enjoy us talking about football, me and my dad usually, or me going to a game. That, it, that That's just all I want to do, just make people happy, make them smile. And especially over like lockdowns, that was a difficult time. So to be able to do live streams of the football matches and talk to my chat and just have pieces of banter it was, yeah, that's a beautiful thing i mean if we talk about the evolution of the channel i mean, uh, yeah. I mean according to famous birthdays you you started with prank videos i did that's correct well actually i i started early with pranks it was fifa content first did fifa videos the videos flopped they weren't no way the people didn't like them could have been using me 14 15 <laughs> I, I i definitely was when i played with bolton you were in goal yeah you're like what 68 rated or something non-rare oh, obviously when i grew up a long time before you i played pro evo yeah with fifa it's all about like having your mates around and playing, but I just got obsessed with playing foot champs. I got completely addicted to it. My weekends consisted of going to a Bolton game or and the rest of the weekend, definitely not doing any homework, maybe the occasional match, football match on Sunday playing and just playing 20, and it used to be 30 games of foot champs, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like, people don't talk about it enough. Like, you, it's, a, it's the worst addiction you can have. And don't get me wrong, I was part of it. Like, I am, if you're watching this and you are literally playing FIFA and not enjoying it, but you still play because you need to get to the level. You want to have the right team. You want to have this. I, I've been in there. I've been in that situation and it's just a bit of short-term fun. But at the end of it, you turn the, you turn the PlayStation off. You just think like, I've wasted hours. You, you literally get so involved in that environment and you have your headset on yeah. and you're in, aren't you? Yeah. You're like wired into that yeah. whole network. That of- adrenaline, that focus, that effort should go into something more productive. And the FIFA points, that's a, another problem with the Ultimate Team, like spending... I remember I used to like, uh, Thog Dad used to get really angry at me. As a, as a kid, this is before YouTube, I used to like take his card and, and put money on like, uh, I think it was a FIFA on a phone. They had an app and I was putting FIFA points on there. No and he had to like, he thought he got hacked and I pretended like I wasn't spending his money. We've all been there. Yeah. Like as a kid of this generation, everyone seems to do this. Is way. this you owning up now? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Thog Dad. Put your own apology. I think yeah. you've actually done quite well for him now, though. Well, I I, I think so. And, and we've both done quite well, yeah. considering he never imagined that there'd be people stopping him on the street. Yeah, he, He's more of a business kind. He, he's always been a bit of an accountant. Like, which accountant turns out to be a guy who, like, goes to football on the weekends and actually gets recognised for something like that? It just never happens. How did that come about? When did you decide to bring Thog Dad in? Was it a natural Well, it was or? after I stopped FIFA content. It didn't really do well. It was like either work in Tesco or start going to Bolton games <laughs> and making videos. No, I actually always went to Bolton games and we lived it. When we moved to London, we'd go to all the away matches and the occasional home match because my family's in Lancaster and stay with my grandma or my grandpa who lives in um, the Lake District. So it's all equivalent. You can do a weekend out of it. During that, the first few matches of the season, one year, I forgot this must have been, oh, this must have been a while back. I'm talking maybe 14, 15, 15, 16 we had Eastley away in the cup first round and we were expected to steamroll them. They were, they were non-league or just a step below professional football at the time. And we went 1-0 down and I was just like, oh my God. I'm, I, and I was filming this. It was my first ever video. And I was just, yeah, just recording everything, like showing like the Bolton fans in the away end. Then we equalized last minute and it was scenes. I was filming all of that. And I think Darren Prettley, like, stuck one home from a scrappy corner and it was just like everyone around us was loving it and even though we drew to Eastleigh which was awful it was a bit of a crazy atmosphere proper non-league feel to it and at the time there was no one else doing that no one was going to a football game and making a video which is insane right oh madness and I don't know what made me click into it I was a big fan of like Spencer FC I watched a lot of uh, F2 freestylers Joe Weller like the Wembley Cup you can imagine like all the YouTubers in there KSI but I don't know why I thought football vlog would be a good idea Anyway, I did it. 
and the, the reaction was incredible. My dad put it on the, the Facebook group with loads of Bolton fans and they were so obsessed by it. And I like, thinking, wow, like someone's got a, a camera from the perspective of inside the stadium. It's not been done before. All you've ever seen from a camera is what they post from the highlights from miles away from the stands. Yeah. It's like this untouched Match piece of, of the content. day sort of style. Yes. But no one was ever, you, like I said before, you were one of the first that brought that yeah. to reality of yeah. like, let's make this a job. Mm. But you did it for enjoyment, first of all, and it Absolutely, just grew yeah. and grew and grew. It just continued to grow. I did um, all of that season. Uh, the year after, I think then there was 16-17 with you, where we got promoted and going to every game was incredible there. We were just winning, winning, winning. Like, everyone was so positive. Then we had a really, like, tough year in the championship, quite toxic, I would say. And then we just survived at the end, and that was a great feeling. That was the start of the problems with Bolton yes. and the financial problems, yeah. and we wasn't getting paid then, but yeah, we were still crazy. trying to improve ourselves to be championship players at that time. And we had loads of experience in the dressing room, which really helped. Uh, but we started the season terribly, mm. but obviously it accumulated in the final day of us staying up in the last minute, thanks to Aaron Wilbraham. That was a spectacular moment. I don't think that football moment in my life will ever be topped to score two late goals against Nottingham Forest, who are a good team. Their team was worth way more than ours. And the fact we turned it around, that was just pure determination, yeah, grit, passion. Loved it. David Wheater as well. There was a pitch Alfie. invasion for the yes. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like we, there was like no, a yeah. few minutes left to go. And I'm going, get off the pitch. Yeah. Let the ref blow yeah. his whistle. Because yeah. we could we could, we could, could actually get a points deduction yep. for pitch invading during the match. So I was thinking the same thing. Like, no, 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 no. Like, we can't get ahead of ourselves. But that was the pure emotion from yep. the Bolton fans. I, it was just the best day, probably the best day of my life. That and being Colombia in Russia, England game, those two, I've always yeah. said are my best football moments. Do you know that yeah. that one day that we talk about, right, the staying up on the final minute, it got yeah. marred for me and Ben Annick. So Ben Annick came off at halftime, the other goalkeeper. Yeah. And uh, so he had spasmed his back. I went on at halftime, finished the game. We had stayed up. I didn't get to celebrate that day. Why? The drugs testers drug tested me and Ben so straight after the game down the tunnel into a room locked crazy so the dressing room is going what? absolutely mental what else does drug testing work is it sporadic they'll pick three people out of a hat on that day uh, two from each team sorry I think it is and they, they literally just take you down the tunnel, put you in a room. You're not allowed into the dressing room. If you go into the dressing room, they have to follow you. You're not allowed to shower. You're not allowed to go to the toilet. They have to watch you. So we literally just got whisked down the tunnel, put in a separate room. And it was like me and Ben looking at each other going, well done, mate. Weird this. <laughs> yeah, this is, that is one of the weirdest things. So it just things. took all and, the and fun of course, and like that the two energy. keepers as well. Yeah. But he had an injury. Surely that would play a factor. No, no they don't so care. If you started the game or you come on as a sub, mm. you can be tested. And they picked the two keepers out of, what are the odds of that? What are the odds of that? So it killed it for me. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Wait, I, I can't believe it that during a pitch invasion, they, they what, fans were running on the pitch from all sides know, and they just grabbed you and said, come down. That's the literally it. So like, as the pitch gets cleared, <laughs> yeah. you know, for safety reasons, they usher you into the tunnel. Oh, yeah. As we got ushered into the tunnel, it's like, you two go that way. Everybody uh, else went to the dressing room. That's, celebrated beers and posters and that's pictures. The worst we are thing not in any picture of us staying up. Oh. <gasps> I'm in the promotion pictures. There's a really famous one of David Wheater and his sunglasses on pitch side with no yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm in that picture of us going up. But yeah, the day that we stayed up on the last day of the season, not in anything. Disgrace. They could have just picked the day before when they knew that it exactly, couldn't come down yeah. to it. It's like they do it on purpose. But is, is that once a season or is it? No, it, we don't know when they turn up. It's totally Ooh, random. Okay. So like, yeah. Is that like, how often has it happened for you compared to your average season playing? Yeah, so you normally on average, two to three times a season. Okay, fine, yeah. Each player will get done at yeah, some point. Yeah. But sometimes they target certain teams and that. Really? If there's a team that's had like a back history, I remember mm. when I was at Sheffield United, we had a player that had got caught. Uh, yeah. So then that season we got targeted. We would like oh. every away game, they'd be there. We'd be playing Plymouth away and they'd turn up and we're like, got a nine hour coach journey home and we'd be sitting around for someone to wee in a bottle. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. That's These are the things you don't hear about because... As a fan, you can just leave the match at full time and get on with your day. Yep. And then, ah, uh, little things like that. It's crazy. Crazy, it? right? Right. Oh, I wanted to ask you actually about that season in League One. Yes. Um, what What was it like playing against teams? Because we were just so dominant. What was the dressing room feeling like? We were that physical, that strong that we knew we'd create chances from set pieces. So even if we were playing better teams, we was like, let's just be really hard to beat. Yeah. Obviously. When I was playing, I, I kick a ball a mile, but we had Gary Medine up top who yeah. held the ball up. And then we had defenders like Mark Beavers and David Wheater that 
no, 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 nothing against them. They weren't quick, but we could defend. We yeah. were brilliant at clearing the they box. Beavers and Wheater, yeah. They were just so solid. And we never came up against a super quick, super quality striker that no. would be able to beat them. So in the air, no question, they, they can do it. I think we kept something well. like 17, 18 clean sheets that year. But they, them two scored 15 goals between them. I don't think there's a striker that caused a problem that year. Ugh. Can't remember. Obviously, the the team that won the league that year was uh, Sheffield, United. Sheffield United. Over Billy 100 Sharp, points. Yeah. But Billy Sharp, oh, I remember that game like it was yesterday where Beavers just decided to like let the ball go through him for Billy Sharp to score. And it was such a silly goal to concede. Do you remember, do you remember that? I do remember, do you remember that yeah, game. Do you remember I came back in for that game after I broke my thumb that season. Yeah. So I remember coming back in. Obviously, I'd been at Sheffield United for five years, so it was quite a, a big game yes. for me. Mm. But yeah, we won the home game the first day of the season. We won 1-0. We did, and we lost 1-0 or 2-0 away. Yeah, I think it's 2-0 away, yeah. That second goal really frustrated me because I, re- I, I had a good feeling that we'd be able to do it. Yep. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Right, can we tie this back to some goalkeeping? Of course. If possible, right? I've got some quick-fire questions just to test your knowledge. Okay. Right, uh, have you ever played in goal before? I have. I trained with Bolton as a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, not as a player. As for a video, they turned me into Manuel Neuer. Can they do that to me? Oh, mate. <laughs> we, we could, I'll happily have you back. <laughs> Oh, I don't, well, they started to see the videos that were, we were posting in League One. We were really positive. Yeah, everyone's getting, you know, loving it, watching the videos every week. And they just thought, okay, one week we'll get you in and we'll let you meet the players, do some challenges. And I literally turned up with my little camera and Thog Dad joined me. They gave me the training top and the younger lads were brilliant. They were all up for it. I remember the senior lads were a little bit like, oh, what's he doing there? Because you see a kid turn up, right? Um, but the social media team were brilliant. I remember a guy called Theo and someone else was there at the time. Do you remember Theo? Yes, I know Theo. Yeah, yeah. nice guy. I think he's now at Liverpool yeah. or something else. Theo's and... really famous for kicking the ball on the pitch but slipping over. <laughs> it's really famous. It's a big meme. <laughs> there, there was a lot of memes going around. They, they were good with that. Yeah, they were. And they welcomed me in. I think it's all changed around now. But uh, I remember the, the actual goalkeeper training, I, I was so off it compared to a professional. You don't you, you think you could put up a shift and then you come up against them and you actually do their training and the worst thing about it was you're so tired. I had to like dive down, get up, touch the, the cone and then dive down to a different yep. place. You forget how tiring it is. Just getting up. Just getting up, going down, you know, and you've got to keep this up yep. all day, repetitively, consistently. That's amazing. And people just think, oh yeah, keepers don't keep fit. The players are on a different wavelength, all this. It's, you'd be shocked. So that's one of the biggest myths in football, right? So Monday to Friday, we work like absolute maniacs. Mm. Like we are the hardest workers around the club. A lot of the outfielders would disagree with that, but we throw ourselves around for 45 to an hour, just absolute constant diving. Yeah. But then on a Saturday, we like to be redundant. If we're busy, we moan, we shout, we yeah. hate it. Yeah. And it's bizarre because on an average day, we'll dive 50 to 60 times during a training session. But surely that hurts like your hips. <sighs> you get used to it. You build yeah, up yeah, like yeah, an yeah, intolerance yeah, yeah. to it. And that's why the they bones normally and put the fat goalie in because okay. they're used to a bit of padding. Mm. Uh, but yeah so then on a match day that you'll dive three or four times and if you have dived three or four times on a match day you've been busy yeah so it's totally like goes against the grain of like oh monday to friday work as hard as you can on a saturday try and be quiet <laughs> that's so crazy that so different right but uh, does that make the pressure harder on a match day surely right as you get older you cope with that more okay. like your experience is like i know what i need monday to friday so that on a saturday i'm the best i can be mm. So I what if work... you have a bad night's sleep before a match day? I have a bad night's sleep every day. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. But no, it doesn't really matter, to be fair. A lot of it is just psychological. People will say, like, oh, you have to have this for your diet. You have to do this for pre-match. It's, mm. it's totally irrelevant. It's a mindset. Is as soon as you walk over that white line, that's, like, our job. Like, that's when you come alive as a footballer. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've had a bad day at home and you've not barely slept and you're mentally not prepared, the moment you step on the pitch, yeah, that's when it's like you just click into GIF and 90 minutes. 100%. Yeah, okay. like, so it doesn't matter. Line, no, it yeah. doesn't matter. I think everything else is irrelevant. Okay. And you learn that more as you get older. That Fine. Everything else that goes on around it is just a mindset. As soon as you get on that pitch, you're like, right, I've got a win today. And yeah. it like becomes life like or a, death. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like a killer attitude. Yeah. And that's that, But that is an, an elite sportsman in any yeah. field, like a, a, a racing driver. That moment that that light turns green, they will be on it. In practice, oh. they could just take the mickey. They can mm. warm up their tyres and that. It doesn't matter. But I bet you as soon as their race starts, they're off. Mm. And mentally, they just zone in. Mm. That's very similar. Adrenaline rushing. You've 100%. got to focus. Yeah, that's proper. So you've, you've trained like a professional. I have. Have you ever played competitively? You know what? I have. So 
you were born in Suffolk, right? Yes. So I don't know. Do you? This is more North London, but did you ever play in the Market Road League? You know about it, seven aside growing I know, up. I know the league, but Jermaine yeah, Defoe, yeah. Rio Ferdinand, they all played in it and stuff. So I grew up in the Market Road League three or four years. When I first moved to London, I think it was from the age of about forty. It's when I started my channel. Started my channel, moved to London. It kind of happened at the same time. I joined Market Road League. Very rough. Loads of inner city kids looking for, to fight you. But then there was lots of like QPR academies, um, like you'd see people in their tracksuits and stuff, absolute ballers. I had to sometimes put a shift in goal. I was that player <laughs> who wasn't your standout guy. I usually played like in a two at the back. It was like seven aside, so Could I was in like a, a two at the back. And when the goalie was injured or missing on the day, I had to go in. There was a few times where I actually put in a very good performance in goal between the sticks, and, I, and I'd never done it before. Fogden, you sound like clubman of the year. The yeah. dreaded award that everyone gets when you just Mate, do a job I was never position. I never got best player of the year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> never. I was never that guy. I wasn't the one to just shine. I'm probably best at football now because I've got more time. Like yeah. with, with YouTube, I just play football, you know, in the day, in the night, whenever someone's got a game on in London, I'm there. I'm there. I love it. But back in the day, I had no confidence in myself. So yeah, I got shoved in goal. I was that guy. And I remember like one thing I'll pick up on it is my focus as a goalkeeper. You have to be so elite. You have to be so ready for anything. It's not like outfield. Outfield, you get the ball, you play it on. It's all instinct. In goal, it's different. And I realized that that day. Who was your goalkeeping idol growing up? Your CS Galanin. The big Finn, he calls him. Yep. He lived with him for a bit as well. Oh, did he? Yep. So Rammers actually lived with his son will in Diggs yep. instead of being in Diggs he lived with UC and wow. like, so UC mentored both of them and his son obviously is at AFC Wimbledon now yes he is so yeah. like the big Finn is a, an idol for all of us icon and like he's big into poker and big money stuff as well like he just loves the adrenaline I think I, I yeah I just he he's mad he's mad he can just handle pressure better yep. than anyone else when he was brought in by Sam Allardyce at that time he was unbelievable in an all-star team that was yeah. Bolton really wasn't oh, it? that was the best generation Bolton team I've seen in my generation times before that going to Europe playing football against Bayern Munich Atletico Madrid you just don't often see that it was surreal when you're growing up you don't realize how good you've got it have and you ever met him you see no no is that I'd a, love to meet him yeah that's something we have to try and sort if you out. get him on then I'm gonna I'm gonna turn up Fangirling. Yeah, from honestly, in here. <laughs> legend. You you met a West bit of a goalkeeping legend recently, though, right? When you was over in Qatar. Not, not so. me. Oh, yeah. Second. Second of the week. Yeah, when I was in Qatar, I met uh, Yossi... Sorry, not Yossi. Ali Al-Habsi, Wigan and Bolton player. Obviously causes a bit of debate as it's a derby. But he is a legend. And I think he's... he's Is he from Saudi? He played for Al-Halal, yeah. Saudi Arabia. And he's, he's, he's Arabic. And mate, he's just got, he went so viral when playing for Al Halal. Their fans are so nuts. It, they, they see him as like a father figure. Yep. But he always put in a shift. And he, the, the greatest thing about it was he was the nicest guy. Yep. And we was making content. I, was, I told him I was a Bolton fan. Then he was getting his camera on me and asking me about like being a Bolton fan and special memories. It's just, yeah, beautiful. He used to be able to throw the ball on absolute mark. Really, I remember yeah. he used to have like him and uh, Gomez at the time. I remember like yeah. both of them had these like really long arms, like octopus arms. They came out of nowhere. They were huge. Unreal. And they used to be able to throw the ball. Miles. Have you met Ali Al Habsi? No, I've not. No. no, I'd love to. Yeah, you should. I do He's believe you two have got a mutual. Yeah. I think you've both met or dealt with Henri in, in one way or another. Have you met? Yes, like... I have met Henri. Thierry Henri on a Eurostar from Paris to London after PSG Monaco. No he was working for the club and I, I got sent out by BT. And he was on my early morning Eurostar back. What and I think? saw him in St. Pancras and I was like, I have to get a picture. Like Thierry Henry is a legend. But, and he, yeah, he really didn't care. No. He was just tired. I was tired as well, but it's Thierry Henry, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, I can vouch. When I came through like at Arsenal as a kid, he was the nicest guy. It literally, he would go Seriously. out of his way to come in our dressing room and he'd give us like copies of like Pro Evo. He'd like That's amazing. introduce us to the PSP like months before it came out. He would like literally bring in like all this stuff for the kids. And this and is the Arsenal Academy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like he would always come down to our dressing room, say hello, and he'd go out of his way to just be this un... And we looked at him guy. like he was a god. Yeah. Like, but why would a player do that? That seems like some someone, a manager, that seems like a managerial job. He's just a nice guy, mate. He just literally... Jeez. We, we had like certain people him, in that dressing room that you'd fear, like in the first team dressing room, was like, oh my God, there's Patrick Vieira, don't say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like Thierry Henry would walk past and he'd be shaking all our oh, hands. That's amazing. 
incredible. So he was the nicest yeah. to the, to the At that time, teams. yeah. Obviously, like, Sol Campbell and Ashley Cole were amazing and that, mm. but, like, Thierry Henry, for, for who he was and the figure that he was, he, he was incredible for the, us young ones coming through. Yeah, that's spectacular, yeah. What a guy Thierry is. And I've met a few other goalkeepers in my day, obviously. I went on the Ben Foster podcast before this. Amazing. Yeah, he's absolutely smashed it now. He's on something like 1.5 million subscribers. He's flying. Done videos with the sidemen. He's something, someone that I look up to personally. Yeah. Like obviously as his career and that, but what he's doing with his channels and he's absolutely flying, smashing out the well, He's going to have a lot that. more time to focus on it now because I think he's retired. He's, he's hanging the gloves up. Isn't he? Yeah, so. he, he did the video where he's hanging the gloves up, but then he he's told me a couple of times that he'd be tempted to potentially come back into it. So on, at this I point, think he's left that door open. That's, that's, that's a semi-retirement. That's yeah. a semi-retirement, I think. Yeah, yeah it's, I, it's a, like a Tyson Fury type retirement. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so who, who do you think the best goalkeeper in the world is right now? That's Tough question. <laughs> uh, you know, just you, you could split this up into a whole video. You can look at German goalkeepers, Spanish, and then English. And uh, one, number one, number one. Who's, who would you pick? In goal, if for I had world eleven right now. Jeez, oh, I hate this question. I'm gonna go Tibio Courtois and Courtois. I'd go Oblak. Yeah, but it's I, special. But after but the Champions League, Champions League final, final that Courtois had, mate, that's the biggest game in football. And the way he played that day, and I was at so many Real Madrid matches last year. My friend is brilliant. The little things in YouTube, right? My mate, one of my closest mates from my old school, secondary school. He went to University of Madrid, international school, and. His accommodation is like a five-minute walk from the Bernabeu. So after the game, I run back, get the edit done, get the video up on before anyone else. And all the YouTubers that I'm friends with are like, Theo, how did you get that video up so quick after the game? And it's literally because I've been, I've got a mate who lives around the corner That's and he's completely English. Like, what are the odds of that? And then Real Madrid that year also decided to go on the best run <laughs> in the Champions League and knock people out in the last minute. For like fun, you, yeah. Behind the cameras, you can see that one of my most popular viewed videos is Real Madrid City where Rodrigo scored a brace late on, I believe. Yep. Benzema scored the the, uh, the first and it was just nuts. The atmosphere was crazy and and uh, I, I think Madrid is one of the best cities ever. So Tibio Courtois throughout that run was spectacular. So he's my number one if I had to pick one. But special mention to uh, Manuel Neuer. Not anymore like to, for being the best, but his career. He changed the game. He changed, changed the way that we all had yeah. to, to play in goal. He, yeah. He... I highlighted to other managers and to other goalkeepers what you could bring to the table if you were given that freedom as a goalkeeper. Yeah. The way that he plays high off his line and so comfortable out from the back with Bef that yeah. air of authority. Before Courtois went Real Madrid, I think that everyone in this room would probably agree that Manuel Neuer was the number one in the world. Hands down. Just because he smashed it consistently at, at, at Bayern. Hands up, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, and he so, went so much with them too. Also, who do, you, who do you think should be playing for England in the World Cup? Oh, number one though has to stay with Pickford. The way, the way that he, England play. Euros, World Cup. Not the world, He wasn't actually at the World Cup playing in goal, I don't think. Was he? No, he was. He was, yeah. He yeah, he was, yeah. I'm, I'm losing my mind there. Yep. Both the Euros and the World Cup, where we smashed it. Of course, there's questions over the manager. But I saw a lot of hope in that Germany match where we decided to actually play football. Where Free I have a good feeling. With pace. Open play, Saka, Rhys James, Mason Mount, all looking good. It was like that 2-0 was a kick up the arse and said, lads, just go out there and give it a go. It's either that or I'm sacked tomorrow. We, we actually looked like we enjoyed <laughs> football again yeah. for the last 20 minutes of that game. If we run free like that, we will smash it. But yeah, it's unfortunate for Ramsdale that Pickford is so good for England because yep. as a keeper for their club, Ramsdale's the best in England. Especially if he continues the form that we're in. Obviously, yeah. Arsenal top of the league. The form that he's in, I think that he's got to be within a chance of starting. 100%. Obviously, Ramsdale was at Bolton as well. Yeah, he was, yes. Love so, that. I actually played with Aaron Ramsdale at Sheffield United. Oh, yes. So, I know Ramos from like, so you were there like a kid. A couple of years ago? No, no, so the first time oh, he was at Sheffield United before he moved to Bournemouth. Wow. So how, like, how old was Ramos then? 18, 19. He was like the YTS keeper and like we all saw promise in him. Did you all know he was and the like, one? You... It's so hard at that age to say like whether they're going to kick mm. on or... But he had something different in him. Like goalkeepers are weird. We're all eccentric. And yeah. he had that from a very young age. And he was like, he, he's going to be a monster at some point. If he yeah. can develop physically, mm. he'll just go from strength to strength and he'll just kick on. And like I think he had a couple of good loan moves that were like a little bit tricky for him. And I it bet, made yeah. him a man. And mm. then after... I think he went to Chesterfield and it wasn't quite right. And then I think his loan move, he went to uh, AFC Wimbledon. And from there, you just, I watched him play in the highlights. And I think 
that season, he just went, I'm playing. I'm, yeah. th I'm this figure now in goal and I'm hard to beat. And I think he went from strength to strength. He got and he laughs with the away fans. He winds them up. His interaction with the fans. Oh, home and away. Is, it helps him. Yeah. He's, he says when he's interacting with the fans, it connects him more to playing, which is so unlike most goalkeepers. Most goalkeepers are in another world, focused on where the ball is, even if it's in the other half, so far away from them. Yep. But he's just like having banter. Like he, he does his own thing, and that's amazing. Brilliant. I have to commentate through a game, Do so I'm constantly talking. That's I'll, really I'll cool. I'll talk to myself. I'll talk to the outfield players, even if it's like a couple of helpful tips, like uh, two yards to your left, or like let's squeeze up five. I'm like okay. constantly. Do the defenders you ever see them? They're getting quite wound up by you. A, a lot of them turn and either stick their fingers up or yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. really. But yeah, <laughs> so you have that interaction. A lot of them tell you to shut up, yeah. but I, I need that for me to yeah. stay mentally in tune with the game. That's who I am. But Ramos mm. is the opposite. It's amazing. His really headspace is really strong. Ah, like crazy. he must be so comfortable, and for him to stay like on that level and interact with the fans while doing it, it's, it's a different level. Talking about England keepers in terms of Nick Pope. It must be so gutting as a goalie, right? Because it is a one-man sport, I must admit, for what you do. When, when your individual performances, it comes down to just you. It's different to be a defender midfielder. If you play a bad game, you can give it you give it another go. There's more room for um, failure. So for him, 30 years old now, had the England game against Germany where a couple of the goals he probably could have done better. Lots of questions on him. I, if I was him, I'd be so gutted. It's heartbreaking when you're in that moment and you only get that short window for England you, to prove it, yeah. yourself. And yeah. now his reputation's not tarnished because his club form is amazing. Yeah. He started to see You once were on the bench for England, right? No, not for England. I, I think I, you're I came unofficial. Through, I came through the, oh, this is Martin Keown's testimonial. Oh. So like I played oh, wow. an all-star England 11 oh, okay. against Martin Keown's Arsenal all-star 11. Oh, wow. Uh, so I, that day I got to play with like that's John Terry and Ledley King. David Beckham was in the that's dressing insane, room. Yeah. Paul Gascoigne. So that's that, proper that. That's a total different, like that level. But yeah, so what, what Pope's is so hard now because he has to, through his club form, justify his England selection. Yeah. But his, after the game the other night, he'd have been distraught and everybody is obviously calling on Aaron Ramsdale should be the next replacement. Mm. Jordan Pickford's injured. And that just creates a massive loophole for all goalkeepers. Like we're all judged on mistakes. No one ever remembers you keeping goal and it being like you just doing your job. Yeah, it's, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, And like my idols growing up were the ones that kept the quieter goal. You don't... David Seaman was obviously hugely inspirational for me. Edwin mm. van der Sar, but no one really remembers their match-winning saves. Dave, mm. Dave Seaman's got one that everyone highlights: the, the Sheffield United Pesky Salido save. Yeah. Apart from that, no one ever goes. Do you remember another David Seaman save? And everyone will go a penalty save. They'll just talk about when Ronaldinho put it over his and head. And that's it. And like that is the life of a goalkeeper. Such it, a shame. It goes so against you. Rob Green for problem. England. Yeah. So many Paul keepers Robinson, for England. The, yeah. the kick and the miss. Like, and that's just. Pure chance on a bobbly pitch. Like, but these the pressure happen. of playing for a country where the media is so toxic and it is a one-man job and all the cameras are on you, the whole nation is watching. Do you know, could you imagine the pressure? Oh, it, I understand. It, it, like, that's unrivaled. why Pickford is, he, he is literally crazy. Pickford, you should get him on the podcast. I'd definitely watch that. He is a nutcase and that's why he works for England. Yeah, but like, even like his composure for playing out the back for someone that looks hot-headed and wired... Yeah. He then gets the ball at his feet and he sprays passes out. Perfectly. And that is but he, he like uses a that hot head nature. He does, to yeah. Part of his game. Yeah. Mm. And it, he's snappy in his passes. He gets things fired up and he, he gets the His team. distribution for England is amazing. Incredible. I'd love yeah. to go and watch his training sessions and just yeah. watch his sidewinder in action. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah. Is he a Mackham? Is he from Sunderland? Yeah. He's, yeah. And, and, proper and every Mackham I've ever met, they oh, love okay. their rave music. They're proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nuts. They're nuts. Yeah, they do love it. I would yeah. not like to fight Jordan Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> you could be double the size of him and you wouldn't want to fight him. Nah, not a chance. He's nuts. Have you got a favourite goalkeeper kit? We know you're into your design of your football kits. and One season a couple of years ago, I did all the goalkeeper kits. Problem is, kit manufacturers don't put enough time into the goalkeeper kits anymore. Template, is, pick yeah. a colour. They probably say to the keepers, I'll choose between colors. three colours and you get that. And it's just a template. They put effort into the home and away of the outfield players. No, no, not the England one. No, oh, no, no. It looks no, like a training like kit, the new white England kit. I hate the mm. home one. I do. I, I love the away kit. Red kit, cool collar, but the home is awful. It's a training kit. It's, a, it's like the blue on it. It's a bit of a training kit. Top. Yeah. Yeah. But how can you... Uh, you've just got a shade out and white. Surely some more effort goes into the England World Cup 
favourites to win the tournament. Yeah. It's got to be a bit more special. Mm. Not just your generic, let's go and buy a T-shirt out of a, the local shop. It, it doesn't feel like you're wearing an England jersey or look like they're wearing an no. England jersey. You, an England jersey typically has got a bit more red on it, a bit of gold on it. Like yeah. it, It's like royal. It needs something special. It does. And it doesn't have this one. What is that? I'm not seeing the new England goalkeeper kit as of yet. It's plain yellow. Ah. Again, like from the... From watching the the two England internationals recently, it's just a, a yellow kit. It's yellow shorts, yellow socks. It's again we we get the standard kits. Nike. It's like all green, all yellow, yeah. all black or grey. Like and it's generic. I think Bristol City are the only goalkeeper kits that, that design are their own. Mental. Big up Bristol City then. So now they're making kits to either accentuate the goalkeeper in his goal. So people, yes. strikers running through, that's all they can see. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side of that, you could say that they should have the the most bland kit that blend into the background because mm. then strikers might not see them and just kick it to them easier. It's mm. a good point. So there's a flip to everything, but normally we get put in like a highlighted green or yellow oh. and like everyone can see you. But I think a striker naturally running through one-on-one -on -one goes, that's but the with the keeper being fluorescent. either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the keeper you, being fluorescent in like corners and situations where players are nearby each other makes it easier for the ref and the players to identify where the keeper is. Yeah, that is also a good point. We get yeah. fouled a lot and protected by referees. Yeah. And like so it's good wearing to have a Larry kit and having gloves on makes you stand out from yeah, the crowd. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Right, talking about designs, can we sure. have a look at my goalkeeper gloves? This is Matt Smith, and this is the glove review on the Yours Mine Away podcast. And I yes, want to know it. your exact. So we've got two on the table here. Yes. Yeah, so these are my current goalkeeper gloves now. Nice for Rexford. So you're going to wear these on Saturday. I'll be wearing these on Saturday. That's amazing. They look pretty clean, mate. Considering... Yeah, so I will break them in. I normally wear my gloves on a Friday for one session. Do you get one gloves per week or do you? No, so I'm not as lucky as some, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wear my gloves for three to four games now. Three to four games, okay. So I'll wear them for one or two training sessions before I wear First them First, we'll, we'll, we'll give them the smell test. <laughs> See, so how they smell in? They smell these? new. They no, new? I've not worn them. Oh, you haven't? Nope, not yet. So you can smell them. There's no spit. Okay, yeah, yeah, great, great. So what, is that a part of the being a goalkeeper? Oh, yeah. You spill smell, on it to, like, yeah, to you, make it the grip. Yeah, so at the moment, there's like a coating on gloves. Okay. So that yeah. is like come from the factory to make sure that they last in their packets before wow. you wear them. So the first wear, they always like super oh. slippery. Right, so you so have you to be like, careful. Yeah, so have you been thrown into a match and be like, "Oh no, these yeah, so are sometimes I'm going to make a mistake." But here. then, like in the, in the dressing room before, you'll be washing them, you'll be drying yeah. them. Like, what about a Jabalani ball? Oh, oh they used to wobble they used to... them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. were anti goalkeeping football. No, they were. They, no gloves could hold on to that. No. So yeah. obviously, with my gloves, right, I'm very rare in what I wear. So I still wear spines. There's not many keepers okay. that wear the spines, the spines in their gloves. Yeah. So, so I. I, yeah. I thought everyone would yeah, have so that. It's actually yeah. not a thing. There's only, I think, Tom Heaton in the Premiership now. I think okay. Kasper Schmeichel did. Yeah. They, and I can take them out. There's a pouch in the back. You can take go. them out. Wow. So that is what they look like. So why do, do what, not bend that Why way. do you like them and why do most goalies not use them anymore? I like them because Van der Sar wore them and he was one of my favourite goalkeepers ever. And I never got away from that fact. Okay. And then do they like I protect your hands as well from yeah, breaking? So, I, I went for a couple of seasons of trying to not wear them. And at yeah. one point I had a couple of fingers broken. I was like, why did I not wear them? Like, mm. And it was just, that was my thought process. Then. Is there another material that top keepers use instead of this? So some of the other brands or Adidas, they used to have like a, a shell kind of feeling on the back. But okay, yeah, the fine. finger saves were the original ones. And then, yeah. So like, but yeah, you, I, I love how you got a little pocket here. Yeah, so that's the pocket. It doesn't keep my change in it. It just has to <laughs> take the spines out. That's not for a snap Honestly, during the game. Ramsdale would say he keeps his change in there when he went leads away. Yeah, he would do. He'd <laughs> collect it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I take the thumb ones out and yes. I play with all my finger ones. And like okay. that is my glove. But oh, you do take one out? I take the thumb ones out because your thumb moves a lot more. Yeah. And to have that sort of ambidextrous so when I, grip, when I, played in I goal, need that. When I played in goal and I had the spring, it used to actually hurt my hands more. Because I, I don't know why, because it, it keeps your hands straight. Yep. And I, I, maybe I was bending my hands a certain way. I find the springs hurt more. Yep. I so, just wasn't used to it. Exactly that. And so every goalkeeper has their own preference yeah. in yeah. what they like to wear. So yeah. modern goalkeeper gloves now are strapless. I hate that aspect because I think that every time I caught the board, I'd be like, before I had to catch it, I would... Strapless? Yeah. Seriously? So like they're now... So you can't like, They go now. down your sleeve. But like, wow. so everyone's like strapping their wrists up to make yeah. their wrist a bit stronger and a bit fatter so that when they put their glove in, it doesn't twist. Mm. So like, I'm old school. I like the, I like a, a good strap, a good yeah. Velcro strap. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, fine. But yeah, so... How much the... How, how expensive can goalie gloves be? How... Yeah. What price would you put on them? I'd honestly... 
these ones are like standard because you said you prefer the old fashioned. I'd say these are about, but I bet I reckon they're good. I reckon eighty pounds. Yeah, upwards. Yeah, upwards. So for a professional goalkeeping glove now, you're looking. Gonna put it down before I break it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're looking. Now you know it's more than eighty quid. Yeah. Some, yeah. Brands, some, some brands they are they cost more than football boots, and because in considering how that's nuts fragile they are, and mm. they deteriorate really quickly. So. A lot of brands now are bringing out a cheaper version for like the, the kids coming through because you need them to be more durable. You need okay. the parents need them to be more flexible and last longer. Fine. But the, the, I can el- imagine, the elite though, gloves yeah. are using certain types of latexes that cost a lot more money. So they, they can they can go up to 140 pounds a pair. <sighs> and it for that just totally. So what's the most expensive out. goalie glove that you've seen on the market that like a prem keeper may use? I think there is a pair uh, for around 180, 200 pounds. And considering that some gloves now, literally, a, a Premiership goalkeeper will use them for one game. Yeah, There's not many throw away. Keep, yeah, and they'll, 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 they'll use them for maybe a week of training, and yeah. then that will be them. But I can imagine there's there's going to be many new ways, uh, if the Premier League allows it, in different football associations of like different materials that you can use within within the. Is there a, a measurement of how big the so the, the glove has to be? Normally, you measure your hand on width. Okay. Not on how Fine. long your fingers are. But like if they just made these really thick, then they yep. could... Yeah, so, Surely that's illegal. But in the past, it's not illegal. Some In the past, they have had brought out webbed gloves. Oh, wow. Right? But that is a really strange concept. So they used to have a, like a little bit that would go across yeah. the bottom knuckle of your finger. Okay, is this the most expensive yeah, the on the market? the $200 bad boys. Oh, yeah. Jeez, oh, Juventus, Chesney... Go- okay, Chesney uses them. Yeah, so like... I won't that- be wearing it. Yeah, the, I've seen t- a lot of these. Yeah, so but they honestly they look like they look like gloves you'd find in the kitchen. Well, that, they're so like so thin. Originally, a so, goalkeeping glove was a gardening glove. It was a green Teflon glove. <laughs> I'll give these a eight out of ten. You know. Yeah. What do you think of the design and the colours? Design really nice. I like the white, blue, and black. They've got the little triangle saying Ultra Magna. Obviously, talking about what we had. Yep. There's little see-through bits so you can see. That's the, the spine the, that you the can spine. see. The yeah. spine. You know what? It's not bad. It could it could do with a bit more blue. They could have gone a bit more creative. They're trying to go simple. Yep. So usually uh, the gloves that I wear are all white. I love a traditional, yeah. old, like I said, an old school glove. They're all white. But so you, this you is like a, going for the traditional color. Yeah. You can get some fluorescent crazy yeah, ones. You this can is like do. a seven out of ten design. Yeah. Could be better, but I like the simple style, what, traditional. What would you do to a glove? Make it as fluorescent as possible. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just go out there, make it crazy. Pink gloves. Yeah. Would you do goalies ever wear pink gloves? Yes, yeah, some do, yeah. Uh, normally, like, a boot manufacturer will bring out gloves to match. So currently, Adidas and Nike always do that. They yeah. have a matching pair of boots and gloves. And like as a visual look, it's incredible because you yeah. do look like you're the part. But I would, I would, if possible, glove designers should speak to kit manufacturers and go, For sure. like, let's colour coordinate. For a club. It'll be amazing. It's a really that. good idea. And really then, good idea. I think you'd probably get more sales of your glove yeah. if they were branded for your for that club. And yeah, if you're kit. like a Plymouth goalie and it was like greenish yep. and it had PAFC on the side. I mean, I know. I know do, do, what do you think about um, gloves having your initials on the side? I see a lot of a lot of the high profile ones will have them on the strap or they have yeah. kids' names okay. and stuff. There's yeah. certain ways to do it. Some. Casper Schmeichel's brought out his own gloves that have KS on the back. And like he's had yeah. them fully customized to what That's his he own loves. business. That's his own business. Wow. He doesn't even sell them. He yeah. just wanted a glove that exactly what he wanted. Mm. So they're just his gloves. So they've got no other branding on it. They are his gloves. He doesn't even sell them. No, no, because <laughs> he, he's he gone past that point of like, oh, I do it for the brand. He just wanted a glove that he could get the most out of to his spe- specifications. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's a cool to story. Think that- I, I've learned so much today about goalkeeper gloves i never thought i'd, I'd get to this point yeah i just think oh you slap on gloves you get on the game nah, no it's totally different and, and uh, individual to each person's needs yeah. so the gloves with the tape and the whole setup i'm um, yeah i'm giving that a solid nine out of ten nice that's my first first glove review i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, yeah, right, let's exactly. Get, let's get I bet you pie. pie face. Please, I want you to, next time you get pie on or whatever, Make sure you tell him. You get the tape on. Get these gloves on. Honestly, recommend him everything. I'm going to recommend him. If you had someone with him, give them advice. Well, after one session with with this podcast, they're going to be new keepers. Amazing. Give him the contract. Let's talk about the side and the YouTube football match and the goalkeepers in specific. What What a day. What an amazing event. Yeah, great event. 2.6 million uh, Over 1 million pound raised for charity. as well. A million pounds from a 90-minute football match. It's incredible. Sold out the valley. Probably could have sold out. Wembley, if they proper pushed it. Do you think that will be the next? I think the next one will be the Emirates. Yep. I think the next or one. Or the London of, Stadium. Because that's JJ's, custom. Got, JJ's got great connection with yes. uh, with with Prime being in the, in the Emirates. Do you store. think they could have got away with that for this one? Yeah, they could have. They could have. They just know the valley well. They've used them before. <laughs> the speed with a sliding tackle. Okay, I start there. <laughs> what but about some of his tackles, clip. by the way? Oh, mate. He was Thing flying is, into tackles. What I loved about it is you see the professional guys on the pitch, like Klassenberg, the, the ref. He was just having a laugh. He wasn't going to send him off. He wasn't no. going to book him. He was just running away from him. Yeah, one time he there was an offside goal and he ran at Klattenberg. Klattenberg did I, some like funny run. Yeah, he did a duck run. Like, he, it was he? part of it. Oh, it was I love that, you know. You it can must imagine. Be Fogden, you made a fantastic call on the yes. uh, on your prediction video. Uh, Side men to win. And Chunks pulling a worldie out of nowhere. Always does it. He always does it. That was an easy one. Technically, he's a really good player. Obviously, yeah. with his size and that, everyone will yeah. question him. But... The goal that he scored, even some of the fast feet that he did to create some... Special. It was amazing. I knew Noah Beck would be unreal. I thought he'd score. He didn't. He has been about. That's the Chunks goal. It's like it's in slow motion. Yeah. He just always finds a way. The side Does Pye Face know someone in the stadium there? Because he's definitely oh, waving. Goodness me. <laughs> Still got his arm his, up. Still got his arm up. His flat cap's in, in, I incredible. love the flat cap. Big up Lev Yashin. Yeah. What a guy. Absolutely incredible. See yourself playing at the next one, maybe? I'd love to. Anywhere on the pitch. Only if your dad's manager. I play Power League with... Uh, that really should have happened. I play Power League with Ethan, uh, Simon, Willany, Callux, uh, a lot of the YouTube, a lot. Yep. Quite and a lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We play Power League all the time whenever I'm in London. Gib plays in that as well. I who who the gets first sometime. dibs on the content for those games? Chris ND brings his GoPro. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. And he films it all and he uploads on the chat later. Sometimes I, when I have a good moment, I, I'll steal that clip and put it on, on Instagram story or something. But no, it's a great old game. And I knew in the build up to this, when you're playing football with someone, you don't really get a chat to talk. You don't get opportunity to speak to them. Yep. It's kind of, you do your football, they go home. Yep. They're not thinking about you. And I'm trying to get there and think, all right, how can I spare two minutes of them to just tell them why I want to play in this charity match? But I never really got the opportunity. So I'm hoping... You know, being more involved in the YouTube community, going to more, uh, playing more Power League with them, I'll get a bit closer and hopefully I can play at the next charity match. Well, here's your moment. Stake your claim. This, yeah. is, this is you making it loud and clear. To anyone right? that's watching, this is an audition. To anyone that's watching who is involved in the next charity match, give me the call up. I will do anything. What position are you playing to? I see you more of as a winger. Wherever they need me. Yeah. I, can, I, I can play. I'm not actually quick enough to be an outright winger. I'll play right back. I love right back, left back. M- mostly on the right flank, actually, because I'm right footed. I really enjoy playing CDM, centre mid. CDM, centre mid or right back. Who was your man of the match? My man of the match in that... Oh, oh Mini Minter. Mini Minter. I think he got like a couple goals and a Three, few assists. I think, he, I think he got a hat-trick again. Hat-trick I think he also a, got a 10 a, out of 10 rating. He did. did they, change, they changed it from a 9.9. He tweeted that, like, I'm 10, trying to get back into football. Let me know if there's any opportunities. And like people were responding like, oh yeah, go join Stoke. Go join... <laughs> West Brom, we need a strike. All this, I love the banter. Even the composure for his chip for the final goal, like to actually the ball rolls back to him first time. He clips yeah. it from like twenty five yards straight into the back of the net. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What about your uh, stinker of the match? KSI. KSI, yeah. I expected more. I yeah. said he'd stand out. Doesn't play football enough. He plays. He's he's got the fitness, and I thought going into that he should be levels above everyone else. Yep. I thought Noah Beck had a bit of a stinker. I expected more from him. No, going into it, he made Mark Noble look crap in the soccer aid. So how? And I, he was like almost crying after the match yep. in the creator lounge. And I, I wanted was to go really? over to him. 
almost got these guys the yeah, Americans yeah. they get emotional Personal, yeah. funniest moment was after the game Mr. Beast he's, he can't kick a ball he's a, a bit of a howler but <laughs> you know he's not good so yeah, he's yeah. the beast it's, it, literally right he's so tall but um, he was like we went up to Create Lounge a few fans got in and he was like really upset and worried about you know fans like getting in the American perception is like oh they've got to be away from they've got to have their time to themselves their private life the English guys didn't care the side men would rock in and yep. do whatever they want but when with the Americans they, they know they're the shit and it's really funny seeing the, the difference between your average big time English YouTube and American because there is a difference in personality what about the goalkeepers then? Oh, well, the thing is, everyone's giving Cal the Dragon stick. Like, he, everyone's yeah. hating on him. He everyone's... actually made some good saves. Some he really did. Good saves. But, like, first of all, it, it's difficult with him, right? He's autistic. And, and people just slating him online. I think that's unfair. I, st yeah. I stood out for him. I stood up for him personally in every interview after the game. Brilliant. I asked, because it's like, you know, I knew going into that game, yes, there's going to be some mistakes because they, there's good footballers taking shots at him in 11 aside goal with 30,000 fans. To have the balls to be yeah. able to go in goal considering you're not a professional yeah. in, a, in a professional arena yeah. being watched by millions yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Like, to say that he's gone out and done that and oh, had the courage to do that. Such great courage and to be part of it and, and connected with the lads. It's unreal. I was just really upset. He was saying online stuff like um, he was going to you know, quit goalkeeping. Quit. Yeah, I read that. Really sad. I want to take him for some lessons. Yeah, please. That would be a beautiful thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get him and Pyface on a pitch and then let me try and help them and yes. break down things Do that it. they could improve, even if it's just very slightly. For the next for the next um, charity match. Oh, that would be, be amazing. Trainer. I could be their coach. That would be amazing. One thing you won't realise from this camera, as a keeper, from playing in goal, you'll know, you sometimes don't see the ball until the very last minute. Yep. Your when reaction timing gets there. cut down. Although that shot's come from 25 yards, by the time you've watched it come round two or three players, that shot is actually coming at you from 18 yards. Yes. And then the f factor in that you're normally two, three yards off your line. Yeah. It gets shorter and shorter. That reaction time, Facts. that split second. This is when, you when, you, to... when you speak to a professional, this is the, the difference, right? You, when you listen to a fan and a, when a shot comes at you, you can't... How's it got so beat from there? I know. That's the typical... Near post. Uh, yeah. Oh. Near posting is a myth. Oh, it is a myth. That's the near post. Oh. All goalkeepers, they will break their goal down. Uh, can we talk about some of your content and some of your videos then? Yes. Well, a big how, part of it is how, going to Bolton games. How did you get into it? What was I know we've talked about it already, but like, what was the moment that you thought, you know what, I'm going to do this full time. This is going to be my job. This is what I'm investing all my time and effort in. And like, yeah. there must have been one video that you, you put up and you was like, oh my God, this is a banger. This has gone mad. It's a good question. I've done lots of different types of football style videos but when it does really well and I see great reception, I want to keep it up. And that first was with FIFA, then Bolton, and then going to England matches, then doing derby days, European derby days, like going to visit Dortmund and Madness. experiencing uh, matches in different European cities. I'm yet to do South America. I'm yet to do, um, oh, what, what, what other games have I not done? Different parts of Eastern Europe for football, a World Cup in, in different nations yeah, like amazing. Qatar to come up. Everything I haven't done interests me. Things do I've done several games? times. The, the Derby games abroad. Like, I want to do Boca Juniors River Plate. Amazing. I want to do like crazy stuff, like going to Asia. Yep. It's like the Malaysia Derby, uh, like the India Derby. Apparently, there's something crazy in Kolkata. I want to. I want to experience that because people don't. Yep. And it's the stuff that hasn't been done. And you That's can why bring I that to everyone's that. home through what yes. you do, which yeah. is amazing to say, like the content that you provide makes you feel part of that amazing. experience. It's so cool. And to like be able to fly to around the world for different opportunities for things like that. It's just... So you must yeah. have been engaging with I YouTube was watching before. YouTubers before I started, yeah. So you were you editing your own stuff off the bat? At the beginning, now I've got an editor. Oh, I bet that's yeah. changed the game for you. Oh, right? massively. It helps me focus on ideas and and different parts of, you know, doing shorts and working out what the next move is while someone else is editing. It's really important. So I've worked with my editor for years now, four, four, five years, and gradually understood exactly how I want the edit to be. So it's key. It's a real story. Yeah, once you can teach that, because I, I know how to edit, but I want someone who's better at, at using editing, who's quicker at it, etc. So if I can explain to them how I want it, then he, they'll just do it. And How quickly do you turn around an idea? Well, with that speed video, the latest video, apart from the final clip, that was all nearly filmed in a day. That can, yeah, I can turn things around really quickly. If I'm motivated to do it and I'm excited by it. Because obviously yeah. you know with past experience what works. Uh, yeah. And using that and then you go, right, I've got this like slight inkling that this might be a good one. Yeah. To just run with it straight away. 
I just, yeah, yeah. I, I know when there's going to be a banger. That's amazing that how creative your mind must be working though to just go, this it's is non-stop. I wake up in the morning, I could be thinking about video ideas, I go to bed at night and I was like, oh, I've done it, you know? Are you worried that he's going to call in this boxing match? Oh, I'm, I'm saying yes, of course I will. I'm not worried. <laughs> You're not worried? <laughs> not worried at all. Well, I, I think he'd go all out for 30 seconds and after that he, he could be in problems. He'd be gassed. Yeah, he'd be gassed. I'd, I think you just. Have I could him, have him. Have your. He's quite short. He's quite short. Yeah. He'll he'll be crazy, but yeah. I would I would I would consider doing um a boxing match in the future. Yeah, of course I would. Like a YouTube boxing match, it's just something to look back on. If you just say no to things, then you're not going to have those amazing moments. Yeah. Well, I mean, Fogdad nearly ended up in there with Greg Paul, right? Yeah, I would have loved that. That would have been an you would amazing. Have loved that, seeing your dad yeah. get punched in the face. If he won, it would have been special. <laughs> yeah, I know he's imagine. got history in boxing. He's done it in the past. Uh, yeah, he's more of a probably of a fighter type than me. I'd do it properly though. Get trained, yep, for several months before I'm ready. I want to be proper, super proper fit. Go all out. Oh yeah, I'm well up for that. I would be if there was the right opponent. If Speed said tomorrow, yeah, let's bo- if, have a boxing match. I'm saying yes. If you had to pick between um, next charity match, yeah. or the next Dazone Misfits card, which one are you picking? Charity match. Charity match. Yeah, because I know football. I could do it tomorrow. Yep. And like, if it is at the Emirates. That would be amazing. That would be special for you. Yeah. Could you imagine nearly a full Emirates and potentially a full? Uh, it'll be the biggest footballing event ever. If mm. they get speed on again and they have all the side men and the YouTube All-Stars team is absolutely jacked, that will be what the be best thing ever. be an amazing video for you to do that, but then show like your match day build up, your pre-match, what you have. I would do that. How professional mm. that you're trying to take it, you know, oh, down to like in the dressing room. It, yeah. 100%. That would yeah. be amazing. Even like the, the background of the training that you're putting in and getting tips off professionals about mm. like what you should eat before you play and the time you really should arrive idea. at the game and yeah. everything like that. I'd because ask you for half that stuff. Oh, hopefully I could help. <laughs> I should know a, a little bit. If cow or pie get injured, I'll do a job in goal. Exactly. Week of coaching with Mark to save me. That yeah. would be, what a story that would be from from nothing to playing in goal in a Simon Cherry That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Through football and obviously your vlogging, what friendships have you made and like high profile footballers out there that you must have like been in contact regularly? Obviously, I know that you're friends with David Wheater and he yeah. really supported the channel from, from day one. What really. a guy. Yeah, he, he was there for the, the League One year, which... Both of you made a, pl- a massive part of helping us getting promoted. So I had a few Bolton connections during that time. I think David Wheater was m- best at connecting to it. Yeah. And I, I, I'm surprised after Darlington, if he's not doing something within football. Surely. Did you do drinks mind. with Dave as well? He's, he did his own. He yeah. He'd done this bar. Instagram he, thing. On Instagram, on a live story. He did this drinks with Dave and he'd invite guests on and we all went on it. Like, he, he Honestly, with a bit of amazing. tutition, he could smash it. Yeah, he really would do. He should be on Soccer AM or something. He just needs the, the business mind behind yes, him yep. for his wackiness. Yeah, exactly. He's got the character for it. He is, he's amazing. Honestly, it's so funny. I need to get him on the channel again. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. What, what other guy? connections have you made then through football? Um, a few of the bottom lads like James Trafford, as we yeah. said. Uh, there's there's a lot of the, the the younger guys understand it better. David Wheat was just a an outlier. He was just a, an anomaly. <laughs> he just got it. But a lot of the guys coming through the academies are a big fan of the channel. They watch all the content. Harvey Elliott, I, I I've kept in contact with him. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, he's teammates with Trafford in the under twenty ones yep. England team, so they both love it. Uh, ooh, what other opportunities have I had? When when people ask me about professional footballers and who I met, I always there's so many. Tibby Overlinden at Bolton. Yep. He's now in the Belgian league or something, but he once gave me my shirt. Loved the videos when I went to Bolton Vlogs and he was a baller, winger for us. Really dangerous. Uh, I think we're in the championship at the time. Is there anyone that you want on? (sighs) Would you love to do a video behind the scenes with somebody? Do you know what? Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah, he just seems like a top guy and and his past at Bolton and now Premier League in England. That's an amazing story. He understands YouTube really well. He's good friends with Ellis Platten, the away days, another YouTuber. So yeah, I'd I'd love to sit down and speak to him about football or something yeah there's been a lot of contacts i think not just football but within youtube so i met so many youtubers so many creators i met so many fans some of the big dogs i met so many fans that like invite me to matches and go out their way to pick me up from the airport and go to the games with me and give me somewhere to stay that's a beautiful thing that's all happened for youtube and all these opportunities and and and, uh experiences have been special yeah. It's, it's amazing how far you've brought it along though to get to that point where like people are, are desperate to have you involved. We were the same, obviously. I, I've followed your stuff since my time at Bolton and yeah. knew what you were doing and like to see how much you've 
grown as a person as well. Well, you were at the likes of Summer in the City. And yes, that was like, like one of my first vlogs. Oh, it's crazy. To play football with, yeah, to, to, to have met Toby and Simon on my first ever vlog. Yeah. And then to know them as people. And obviously I'm still not, I'm not too close to Toby, but I, I see Simon a lot at these events. And yeah, it's just amazing to see how it's all changed around. So I, I definitely know the market I'm in, like the back of my hand. But it's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Any tips for us upcoming yeah. podcast YouTubers? Stay like consistent. Yeah, always have a podcast to post weekly. Keep the videos coming. Get the shorts, get the TikToks, get everything clipped up. Find the best titles and just keep going with it. Yeah. Stay current. Stay current, yeah. Like when you post TikToks and shorts, have the subtitles on and, and make it really, make it make that final product look good. Yep. And you will have that one clip that just goes bang and they'll bring loads of people over to the actual long haul podcast mm. that's the amazing thing that's why the clips are so good because it brings people to they want they're thinking oh i want i want to go watch it so they'll go on youtube and search up you know fogden calls out speed oh there we go that'll be a good one that could be it well he signed the contract that's all i gotta say exactly <laughs> it is legally binding from now there you on go. there you go facts facts <laughs> excellent that's amazing. All right, thank you for joining us on the Yours Mine Away podcast. What an amazing podcast it's been and what an amazing episode. And I cannot thank this fella enough. Fogden, thank you very much for Thanks coming so on. Much, yeah. Good luck with your podcast. It's it's beautiful that so many people are entering the space now like this. And I've really enjoyed today. Please get me on another time and we'll uh Definitely. after the boxing match or <laughs> or the charity match, we can come back. We, we, could, we could review boxing gloves. We'll do a part two. From myself, Mark Howard, producer Ben. Great to meet you. mate, and you. You've been listening to the Yours Mine Away podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Yours Mine Away podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Music or wherever you get your podcast from. Find us on all the socials at the Yours Mine Away podcast. What a save from Mark Howard. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.